0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. The Chicago Bulls select Kobe White. Levine with the runway! Lazy! Over, lead. Get up or get out the
1: way, Trey Young.
2: Welcome to Cash Considerations, the Chicago Bulls podcast. We're part of the Blue Wire Network. I'm Ricky O'Donnell. As always, I'm here with Jason Patton. Uh, Jason, we're doing this uh, podcast over Zoom right now. I can see you're wearing a white Bulls jersey. What player are you repping at the moment? This good old 23. Got the 23. You know, a classic.
3: Timeless. I, I, yeah, I have a bunch of MJ jerseys that I uh, splurged on. And I guess I got a couple gifts as well. I got a, a Pippin jersey too. Uh, I have a Zach one. I got a nice little collection of Bulls jerseys.
2: V- very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be talking about the start of free agency, which is opening momentarily. And the Bulls have been in rumors, I think, you know, for the last few weeks regarding a few guys uh, most notably, Lonzo Ball. The most recent report is that the Bulls and Lonzo Ball are, you know, heading towards a four year, $80 million offer sheet. Uh, to me, I think that would be a really good value for the Bulls. I think if you, that's the same contract Zach Levine signed after his rookie deal ended, at the time, there was a lot of consternation that, you know, Zach would be overpaid on that deal. Well, I mean, almost immediately, that contract proved to be a massive underpay for him. Lonzo probably it won't be as dramatic in terms of him outplaying that level of a contract, but I do think he can outplay it, especially given the fact that he's only 23 years old. If you look at his numbers, he's significantly improved every single year of his career since becoming the number two pick. in I think the 2017 draft. So, uh, Jace, I want Lonzo Ball. Get this done. The Bulls need a talent infusion. Lonzo is by no means a perfect player, but it would be really nice to add a 23-year-old who can do a lot of different things, bring versatility on both ends of the floor. Uh, we can go into Lonzo's game a little bit more in depth if we want to. I don't think he's quite the perfect fit as a point guard that the Bulls need. He's not really elite engine type. But in terms of a guy who can sort of connect Levine and Vucevic, who can space the floor as a high volume three point shooter who can get you going with his transition passing. Uh, He he brings a lot of positive stuff to the table. So if the Bulls are starting their offseason with Alonzo Ball deal four years, 80 million. Now, Alonzo is a restricted free agent. Uh, The Pelicans would have the right to match. The Pelicans currently are apparently focused on Kyle Lowry. Lowry. We'll see if they can do that. So it's not a done deal by any means that Lonzo is going to be a bull, but hopefully the bulls get that offer sheet in right away, uh, put some pressure on new Orleans to, to, you know, make a decision on it or see if they want to, you know, stick it out for Lowry, uh, Yeah, I'm into it. I like the idea of Lonzo on the
3: Bulls. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of smoke out there right now. And obviously, it's been something that we have talked about for a long time. It went back before the trade deadline. But now, I think it was Jake Fisher. Bleacher Report had stuff. I think that was he had the number, the 480 number. Uh, And then last night, I did not actually see this, but I saw people tweeting about it. I saw our guy Mark Shanowski tweet about Chris Haynes said that, like, if there are no hiccups, like Lonzo and the Bulls are working towards a deal. I didn't see a number that he reported. Like I said, I didn't actually see this on NBA TV, but he was on NBA TV basically talking about how Lonzo and the Bulls working towards a deal. Uh, Some of this will, I guess, in terms of like how this works, like in terms of like you mentioned, like the offer sheet, like if they did do that, the signing of an offer sheet, they would have to, I guess they can agree on one. I I guess um, the timing of it is just different because to to do an offer sheet, they would have to open up the cap space. I do think there still could possibly be sign and trade stuff going on there to maybe get them instead uh, in terms of instead of uh, using cap space because they do have to use cap space. uh, I I, I, again would have to look into like what exactly they'd have to. Uh, Do it. They got they got the contract decisions coming on today. I think probably once this podcast goes up, they'll probably be made. I think the deadline is like maybe four or five today. I think unless they got moved back with for Thad and Sato to guarantee their deals, uh, because if you're trying to open up cap space, you might have to just like wave one or wave both or something. There's obviously the Lowry situation. And we will talk about Lowry in a bit here. There's some rumors with him. Uh, so yeah, so some of that just like depending on timing, depending on the mechanics of it all. Uh, see, we'll see what happens with Lonzo, but it does seem like there's mutual interest, a lot of smoke out there. And that, uh, and it, it and it does make sense. Like all the, st- all the points that you've made about Lonzo, he's gotten better as a player. I mean, some people could, e- would even argue that Lonzo is more of like a three and D wing at this point than a point guard. Uh, I think, I mean, that, I think that's fair, but cause he is, he's not a guy who's going to go like in the half court, set up your offense and like be driving the basket and creating for guys. He doesn't get to the line at all. Like I know he's finishing, I think he's gotten a little bit better, but like, he's not a guy that you're just going to give the ball to all the time. Like he'll set up your offense. He can definitely, he's great in transition. He said he would be the best passer on the team immediately for sure. Even if he isn't the greatest like half court initiator type, but yeah, the connecting piece thing is something you've talked about all the time. Uh, He's what? Six, five, six, six. So theoretically a great defensive fit. The fact that he does shoot, high 30s on high volume from three is just a great great strides made by him since he came into the career with a broke ass three-point shot uh so great job by him to revamp his shot and make that good and the fit and the fit is is great and he's what 23 24 years old you get a good young player in here who just had a career season uh and like uh, if you could get him for yeah like 20-ish million a year i think that makes sense if you start going a little higher than that uh you start to get a little dicey but Uh, four years, 80 million would definitely be a great deal for Lonzo ball. And there's just so much smoke out there now. Like it would definitely be disappointing if he's not a bull next season.
2: So four years, 80 million, this comes from our friend, Kevin, who jumped on our last podcast that we did over locker room. He said that uh, Lonzo's contract would start at 18.6 million with 5% raises every year. And that that would leave the bulls with about 7 million, seven and a half million in cap space for one more guy, plus a room exception for just under 5 million. So as I've been saying, I think the Bulls need to come out of this offseason with two starters. I think that you have three pieces right now in the lineup with Zach, with Vooch, with Pat. So you need two more starters, in my opinion. And I think that that should take precedence over everything else you're going to be doing with the roster, whether that is, you know, potentially re-signing Daniel Tice, uh, keeping around Thad Young, anything else you're going to do the focus needs to be on building a really good five-man lineup. So we've had some other rumors out here about what the Bulls could do with, you know, their second uh, free agent addition. And the one that is the immediate headline grabber is Derrick Rose. So I don't want Derrick Rose (laughs) on the Bulls. Uh, I think that most people knew how I felt about Rose. If you've been following my work, when he was a member of the team, I wrote very glowingly and lovingly about Derrick Rose for many years I do think Rose would be a pretty good basketball fit on the team. While his rim attacking numbers did decline quite a bit this year on the Knicks, uh, he can still get to the basket defensively. He's sort of a mixed bag, right? Like he's at his best. He's a pretty good physical defensive player, but then he just got absolutely smoked in that Hawk series in terms of his defense. So uh, his defense would be, pretty interesting in a poor defensive infrastructure on Chicago with Levine and Vucevic, I think, playing a ton of minutes. Both those guys are probably playing 35 minutes, the majority of the night. But I just don't want the discourse. I don't want everything else that Derrick Rose is going to bring. We have to mention the rape allegation because that is something that's going to be widely talked about if the Bulls were going to bring him back. It's not just like, uh, it, like the, the thing is that, it's part of the part of the fan base that has gone through, you know, similarly traumatic experiences. Like, how are they going to feel about that? There's going to be a deservedly so a pretty big blowback from signing Derrick Rose. So I don't want Derrick Rose. I do think that his skill set would be a decent fit. Uh, there are other guys potentially who could bring that. How about Goran Dragic? I think maybe you could get him for about seven and a half million. Uh, he's 35 years old. Rose might be a little bit better player than Dragic at this point, but Dragic also potentially a little feistier as a defensive player. Maybe not. I don't know. Dragic is getting pretty old, but his per 100 possession numbers in Miami last year, while they did drop off, uh, they weren't terrible. I think he still averaged about 25 points per 100 possessions. In the previous yeah. year, it was like 28 and a half or something. So I think Draja could be an interesting name. Uh, I threw out Gary Harris as a guy you could potentially Man. trade for. Gary Harris is making $20 million. Uh He's had a lot of injury he's, issues. He's last
3: really year. fallen off since he was like, he was really good when he got that contract with the Nuggets. He's
2: only 27 years old or 26 years old. Yeah. So this is' his yeah. age 27 season. I just wonder if
3: he's broken. Like he he might be so broken, many totally.
2: And it could be, you know, Otto Porter all over again. And you yeah. we were excited when the Bulls got Otto, but uh, you know, maybe this one just works out better. You know, like Otto, the Bulls didn't have any good luck. Otto couldn't stay on the floor, but there's a scenario where Otto potentially could have been a nice piece for the Bulls. So Jace, I know that you've been thinking about some other acquisitions uh, after Lonzo, the Bulls are still going to need to be active what do you, you know, where are you at with Rose? Where are you at with some of these other rumored guys? And sort of, you know, what do you think makes the most sense for the Bulls to do with the rest of their cap space after Lonzo?
3: Yeah. uh, So I guess I'll address Rose real quick first, and then uh, we will take a quick break for a word from, uh, about Blue Air Hustle. But uh, uh, with Rose, I'm still, I feel like I'm kind of skeptical about it. I I mean, it's a new, I don't think he would ever have come back with the old regime with the new regime. uh, I guess I just, I guess I have no, I have no idea. I, I'm still skeptical. It has come out in a few places. Uh, Casey brought it up. Jake Fisher brought it up over a bleach, bleach report. I mean, theoretically, like, I guess I do understand. they do need uh, a guy, another guy who can drive to the basket, put some more pressure on the rim. I know you said that he not quite as good as he used to be uh, at that point, but like, I, don't, yeah, I mean, the, the discourse would be, would be brutal. It'd be rough. Uh, I know a lot of people would be excited, but then you have the other end of it with the rape allegations, like, I don't know. It would be weird. I'm still skeptical. I'd, I'd be surprised if he comes back. I don't know. I, I feel like another team could pro, might throw more money at him. Obviously, uh, he did just have a really nice season for the Knicks. Like, uh, So, yeah, I don't know.
2: Rose I'm, is probably, if he's going to change teams too, I would think he'd go to a team that's more competitive than the Bulls. Like the Bulls are sort of just shooting for like where the Knicks were last season. Like yeah. The 15th in the East would be a great season for the Bulls if they could get there. At this point in Rose's career, what is he, like 32, I think? Yeah, he's like our age, basically. 30. Yeah. Yeah, He's he was two years younger than me in high school. So I think he's like 33, though. He's got an early birthday. So uh, to me, like, I don't know. I could see him going to a team that's more primed for a championship around than the yeah. Bulls are. But apparently there's mutual interest. Supposedly. It, would be, it would be wild if they brought back D-Rose. I want <laughs> no part of it. I want absolutely no part of it. I don't think that's what the team needs. But his skill set would be an interesting fit. So then, like, if you're talking about bringing in another guard, then Lonzo really is playing a wing role. And you know, you could talk about like offensive skill set. People will call Lonzo a wing because he's not someone who can like consistently touch the paint, put pressure on the rim in terms of driving the basketball. He doesn't draw a lot of free throws. He's pretty hesitant to you know play through contact yeah. at the NBA level. Uh, But also, like, your position is who you've got. So, like, do you want Lonzo guarding Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? Like, he's sort of best, I think, using his size and his length to guard smaller players and then just, like, roaming off the ball and helping off the ball and sort of a free safety style of defensive player. So, that's why I sort of like the idea of someone like Gary Harris. He might be broken. He makes $20 million also. So, I don't really know. You know, you could throw in, um, you're basically going to make another trade with the magic, right? He's on the magic yeah, now. You yeah. Minu in there, I guess. Send Amino back. <laughs> Second round picks. I could also see the magic being like, we want to rehab Paris's trade value. And maybe we get a first form at the deadline if he has a good year. But that's just someone I was thinking of. A couple other names. Uh, like maybe Rudy Gay. Do you want Rudy Gay and Pat? Both those guys are probably best at the four, I would say, but you would have a lot of size. Gay's decent defensively. Uh, he'll be 35 years old, too. So that's another.
3: He's going error. to the Lakers. Everyone's going to the Lakers, what I read. Uh, there was a report out there that was like Mellow, Rudy Gay, like DeRozan are all going to take like no money to go play for Such the
2: That's a 2K but team. LeBron's going to be the best shooter on the team. How's that going to happen? Uh, <laughs> it's it's going to be a weird to? I, I got one. Bargain one bargain by low guy Nuaba baby. Oh Nuwaba, my God. Back. The return hashtag the return. <laughs> he tore his Achilles in 2019 and returned pretty good this past year. Still can't shoot, still really energetic and active on the defensive end. The Bulls badly need wings on this roster. I think they need he to can add take Archie
3: Diakono's roster spot, which they, I, I guess, mentioning Arch, I believe today again is also the deadline for his. A uh, $3 million team option. Again, by the time this podcast goes up later, I'm I'm assuming that will have been made. I will assume it have been declined. Uh, so, yeah, David Nwaba can take Arch's spot <laughs> this
2: team. Yeah, give me Nwaba. They need wings. Isaac Bonga could be another option. Like, they just need some by low wing candidates who could play big minutes. I do think Io is probably a fit on the wing given his size. Yeah. I mean, I think he measured it like near 6'11 wingspan, like 6'10 and a half. Yeah, it was wingspan. 6'10
3: plus for sure.
2: So, you know I was gonna have to. We talked about this on the last episode. I was gonna have to transition his game, become a little bit more of an off ball player. But I still don't really know if that's necessarily the sort of wing depth you need, uh, in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Like, you probably want someone you want better. You want, I mean, agile.
3: we'll see if the, we'll see what they do with Temple. Like, Temple as like wing depth is nice. The fa- the problem last year was the Bulls like needed Garrett needed. Temple to like play yeah. big minutes and like be good. Uh, like he was like him being so good at the start of last year, him and Thad. Was the reason why they were like okay. Like, like the, those two and then like Zach being great and the Bulls were still just like a, a mediocre team. And then once Temple got hurt and he kind of fell off a bit and like we, you saw the lack of wing depth there when he went out. And when you're relying that much on Garrett Temple, like that's, it's awful. Like I would love, I would like him back as like your third or fourth wing, but like not as like your number two or like number one.
2: A <laughs> couple other guys, Trevor Ariza, like he didn't really do anything for the Heat last year, I don't believe, after they acquired him, but, uh, you know, still 35, could be someone who could be like a veteran wing. I don't think that he's gonna draw a big deal. Uh I don't know, like is Niang gonna leave the Jazz? The Jazz have a lot of guys who need money. Uh Niang, I think, you know, they could let him go to avoid
3: uh luxury tax. I know they have some tax bill. issues going on yeah in Utah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's, I'm, there's with wings like I again, I, I don't have the list like in front of me. And there's so many like cheap guys you can like say, oh, well, we can bring him in and add.
2: You want McDermott back? McDermott's on the free agent market. I, he might too. actually. I
3: wonder if he actually bring back ages. D
2: Rose, McDermott, and Bobby Portis in Nawaba.
3: <laughs> oh my god, bring all these guys back! I actually saw Mark Stein just said this morning that Bobby might go go back to the Bucks, even though uh, like they can't offer him much. I mean, maybe he'll just go play there one more year, and then he'll try to cash in after that just to try to run it back because uh, other teams will probably come throwing a, li- a bit more money than the Bucks can offer but we'll see uh, before I go forward with uh, the other the thing I was talking about on Twitter last night and it's something we've talked about before uh, it's kind of blew up a little bit let me uh, take a quick break uh, and I'm going to, t- to talk about Blue Wire Hustle
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed If you love listening to
3: us here on Cash Considerations and Chicago Bulls podcast, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? There's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q and A's with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all those other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all this for only $15 a month, same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about your favorite team, then make your voice heard in Hustle. Acceptance into this program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join, you can also check out the description in this uh the box in this episode to find out more. That's bwhustle.com slash join. We are back, cash considerations, Ishabel's podcast with our free agency preview pod here. Free agency starts Monday, I think at 5 p.m. central time. It officially starts for like the moratorium. And I think official deals can be signed, I think, on like the sixth. So like basically uh, at the end of the week. Uh so uh, Looking at other options, if well, we got Lonzo Ball possibly in here. A lot of smoke trending towards Lonzo. Uh, I threw on Twitter last night, just having a few drinks uh, late at night after, uh, after a lovely night out. Uh, went to Twitter started and just talked about, after reading this Lonzo stuff, uh, and talked about Pascal Siakam again. Uh, and this is something we've kind of talked about before, uh, possibly going after him. He's allegedly available. I think he's had some issues there with like the coaching staff, with Nick Nurse. I don't know about maybe with his teammates. I, I haven't, haven't read too in depth. I just know I've seen his name pop up in trade talks. So just thinking about a way of possibly getting Lonzo and Pascal Siakam here. And you're, you got a core of Zach Vooch Siakam as your third guy. Lonzo is your number four. Then obviously you need a fifth guy to fill it out. I'm a, and, this this brought a, a wave of uh, I mean some people would be, were stoked about it, but a lot of people also like not trading Patrick Williams for him. And also going this is just like my idea like I don't even think the I don't even know if the Bulls have like if the Raptors would want Patrick Williams if they would want like somebody like Kobe White like if you're looking at a potential like trade here like Siaka makes a good amount of money you're probably like I said you're probably starting with like Pat Kobe you probably need one of those veteran salaries in there. Uh, you're, you you got to include those, like at least one of those first, like to what they have the 25 and 27 first rounders. Maybe you trade both of those. You have second round picks available. I don't even know if the, the Raptors would have any interest in that. Like they have, they have a uh, OG on the wing at forward. They have, they just drafted another Florida state guy in Scotty Barnes, who I mean, you could say he's kind of a similar guy as Pat. Like I have no idea. And I don't know if they'd want Kobe at all. I mean, they have Fred Van Vliet in the backcourt that are probably about to lose Lowry, but like not sure what interest they would have in Kobe's like this is, this is far fetched long shot stuff, but I just thought the the reaction was just interesting. I think, because I think that core that bulls core, if they were somehow able to pull that off would be a really damn good core. And like, I said like I don't know if that's like a championship core like I think you need some breaks like obviously you're still running into a team like the Nets with three superstars like you're probably not beating them like who knows about the Lakers. I mean the Bucks are still very good. There's other really good teams. But that's a really damn good core that probably gets you hopefully into the top 4 in the East. Maybe you win a couple series, maybe you get lucky and and you somehow get in the finals at some point in the next couple of years. Anything you're closer to possibly becoming a championship team. Maybe you I say you keep an eye on Jokic in a couple of years. Uh, but a lot of the pushback was based around Patrick Williams and like, oh, the bull shouldn't do that. Uh, a lot of people out there oh, Siakam's not good. I think Siakam is still really fucking good. Like he's not good as a number one option, but I mean, if he's like the number three next to Vooch as the power forward, uh, I mean, he was, I mean, remember how good he was in that championship run for the Raptors with, when, with when they have Kawhi and Lowry there as their top guys, he was really damn good. Uh, so again, we have talked about this before. So what is your thought on like? Do you even think there's any way the Raptors, the Bulls could put together a deal that the Raptors would say yes to? Would no. you include Pat? Would you, I mean, just if it was possible, would you include Pat? Trade Patrick sure. Williams? Yeah, I it?
2: wouldn't. I like Patrick Williams quite a bit. I think Patrick Williams is going to be awesome, but I do think there's a lot of value in just like lining up your timeline and the Bulls by trading two first round picks to get a 31 year old center this year in Vucevic. They accelerated the timeline. They're trying to keep Zach Levine. If the Bulls have a bad year this year, dude, they could lose Zach Levine for right. nothing. That is on the table. So, yeah, I would move off Pat to get Siakam. Now, on the flip side, there's zero incentive for the Raptors to do this. As you mentioned, they just drafted Scotty Barnes, who's pretty similar to Pat. They also got OGN and Nobe there. Like, they have some guys who are in a similar vein to Pat. I don't think Pat's – like it's like a car, right? Like, they drove Pat off the lot for right. four pick. And now that pick doesn't have as much value because his rookie season, while, you know, he had his flashes, he played a lot of games, he held his own at 19 years old. He wasn't that good just in terms of his raw production level. And that's fine. He was 19 years old. Like that was a ridiculous jump for him to make going from a sixth man in the ACC to an NBA starter in one year as the youngest player in the entire league, besides for Pukashevsky when he was up. So uh, I don't think that that's a realistic package. But I would love it. Yeah, get Siakam, dude. If they added Siakam and Lonzo in one off season, that would just rule. I think this is fantasy land stuff. No, I agree. I don't think that there is a path to Siakam. I think it probably would have had to come on draft night. Uh, so we'll see. But yeah, Bulls still—they're going to need to—they're going to need to make one more move after Lonzo, and hopefully they get Lonzo. If they don't get Lonzo, dude. That's when I mean we get a little bit depressed.
3: Yeah, if they don't get Lonzo, it's I mean we'll see what happens with like Dennis Schroeder. There are obviously those rumors out there. I mean Schroeder is not a big fan. Like I wouldn't hate it, I guess, depending on what it is. But like he's just not that. I mean he's very average. I mean he's he's a veteran, so the upside really isn't there. Like there could be with Lonzo. Looking at his numbers again, he had the one really good year with the with the Thunder, where he had he shot the ball well from three. Uh, He was like pretty efficient overall, like 57, 58, true shooting, but like all the rest of the seasons, like he put up like whatever, decent counting stats with like the Hawks uh, and with the Lakers last year, but the efficiency just not there below average for his career. Almost every season, the shooting has really hasn't been there except for that one year with the Thunder. So like, I mean, if you get Schroeder to be again, like a a short-term deal, like I think like a one-year prove it deal, like if that is like your backup plan, fine. I can, you need something there at point guards. Like, if that's it, I mean, there are also other guys. And you mentioned some of those other names. I mean, if they try to get a guy like Devonte Graham, maybe Dinwiddie, it sounds like it's probably going to the Wizards maybe to replace Russ. Uh, maybe I know that's been some of the rumors out there with him. Uh, I mean, you mentioned Dragage. We've talked about Rose, uh, but yeah, but I mean, that would, it, at this point, it would, again, it would be disappointing if they don't get Lonzo. There's just so, so much reporting out there already talking about how it seems like it's going to happen. And with, I'm, I guess I'm curious, like with the Pelicans, like, are they really that out on Lonzo where they like wouldn't match 480? Like, uh, I'm just really curious. Seems like he's a good fit with like with them. Like, I know they had, were disappointing last year, but it just seems weird to me that they would not match like 40. Like, I understand maybe something a bit bigger, but that does not seem like a crazy contract for them right. to match. Uh, so well, I'm kind of confused by that, but it seems like they, up, they won't.
2: They just moved off all that salary too with Adams and with Blood. So right. the real thing is like, is Lowry really going to go
3: there? Right, right. I, I've seen the Heat might be actual front runners. I think like the Mavericks have been involved. I mean, the Knicks could be there too. Uh, and I feel like I've seen the Heat. I know like Lowry and Jimmy are, are buds. Uh, I'm not sure what the heat salary situation is, but I mean, it maybe just does come down to who throws them the most money. Like, I guess if the Pelicans can create whatever 35, 36 million in cap space, and they're just like, here, take all of it. We'll give you like three years, like a hundred million. Maybe you would go there. And then obviously in that case, they're not going to bring back Lonzo, but like if they don't get Lowry, I mean, would they really, let Lonzo again, would they really let Lonzo walk for that? I mean, maybe I've. I know I was yeah. talking to our guy, May, our guy Mason, and it seems like he thinks that they would just possibly let him walk at maybe like 20 million and above per year. So I don't know, it, it seems crazy to me, but uh, we'll see.
2: <laughs> yeah, the Pelicans are in such a fascinating situation because there's already rumblings that Zion wants to get out after two years now, when you're drafted. You have, if even if Zion was to do the uh, qualifying offer route after his fourth year, which he probably won't, he probably will just sign a massive extension, especially given his injury issues. You want to get that, you know, what is it, $150 million contract or whatever it is, $200 million contract. Uh, He's still stuck there for, you know, five years at minimum unless he forces a trade, which we don't really see players force a trade on their contracts too often. Usually it's towards the end of their second contract when guys start to force trade. So Pelicans, obviously they have a lot of pressure to win right away. I think that they saw the way the Suns took a big jump up the standings with Chris Paul, and they want to do the same thing with Lowry. Godspeed, good luck to them. Uh, The Bulls would be happy to take Lonzo Ball off their hands, especially if it's only going to cost them money. That would be a, a big addition for the Bulls, I think. And, yeah, man, they, they need more pieces, though. They yep. need wind up. I'm kind of fine with signing another guard. I'm kind of fine with signing another guard, though. And having Lonzo play the three uh, offensively, it could present challenging issues defensively, no doubt. But, like, you know, just hypothetically, someone like Dragic, I don't think you could get Schroeder because he'll probably be worth a little bit too much. But, like, uh. You know, that's the same thing with these ideas of Derek Rose. It's like yeah. go with guard Levine, Lonzo, Pat Vooch. It's a pretty enticing lineup. And, you know, the other thing you could do is go for a three and D wing with that other space. Uh, they got some options. So I'm really interested to see what Karnaschovas is going to do. And more than anything, I just want to see just a massive overhaul of, the talent on this roster. I want the Bulls to be really active and aggressive. Uh, I don't want Archie Diakono to come back on a (laughs) low value deal. Like I would love for Devin Dotson to come back, but at this point, like there's really no reason for Dotson to come back to the Bulls after Billy Donovan didn't even give him a chance at the end of the season. So we'll see what happens with that.
1: you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on the old man and the three make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to the old man and the three ad free on Wondery plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Let's uh, uh, to wrap this up here in the last next five, 10 minutes. Let's talk about Lowry real quick. Uh, the bulls did submit, it, the qualifying offer for him, which I think is like eight or nine million, something like that. They did, I believe, submit one for Dotson as well uh, to make them restricted free agents. And uh, Dotson was obviously on a two-way deal. Who knows if he actually wants to come back to the Bulls. Uh, I know like what his family was, who was, who was it was complaining on Twitter all the time. Some, one of his family members, I think was complaining and like liking tweets about P- wanting Dotson to play. Uh, but with Lowry, uh, rep- new reporting out today from Michael Scotto of, Hoops hype that the Bulls are open to a sign and trade deal. I mean, that's I mean pretty obvious. He did name a few teams. He mentioned the Timberwolves, and then he also mentioned the Spurs and the Thunder. The Spurs and the Thunder can, I'm pretty sure, just create cap space to, uh, or they'll have the cap space to just sign Lowry. Like, I mean, maybe they work something out, but I don't really understand why they would. They could just go easily sign him to an offer sheet if they really wanted to. But the Th- the, the Timberwolves were uh, one team that they mentioned was they they want to get uh, upgrade a power forward. I don't know about like a fit of a cat Lowry front court. That seems kind of, and then with like Russell and then they got Anthony Edwards, obviously, like, I don't know about defensively how that would really hold up, but uh, that was the report out there that there, that they could be a assigned and trade target for the Timberwolves. I mean, it seems like the writing is probably on the wall with Lowry. Like I'd be surprised if he comes back when you talk about overhauling the roster, like even though he had his best shooting season of his career last year, his roles got smaller because when they brought in Vooch and they brought in Tice, we don't know if Tice will be back, but, I don't know if that's going to be back, but I mean, still, like, I don't, I don't, I think at this point that like the ship has sailed with Lowry. Like he's just not an impact guy. You're looking to make this big jump up the standings. And it's like, I just don't think you could probably, you can really just bring Lowry back at this point and have him be like a big minute guy. So if he wants a new opportunity elsewhere, uh, like I said, I mean, going to the thunder or spurs, like could be really interesting for him. Uh, Those situations, like kind of more rebuilding situations, like I said, they could probably offer him just a bunch of cap space. I mean, maybe it would be nice to get something for him if you're the Bulls to get him in a sign and trade. But I mean, if you don't, I mean, at this point, it is what it is. You didn't trade him before the deadline or whatever, Uh, so you you run the risk. You ran the risk of losing him for nothing. It would suck if they lost him for nothing. We had a lot of hope in him, but uh, at this point, I'm assuming he's gone, right? I mean, what 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 odds would you put on like like would you put on him being back? Like 1090, probably, right? Exactly, I rolled my eyes when he even brought
2: him up. I'm like, I'm just so over Lowry. Like, I have mo- we have moved on from Lowry as a society. There's no reason for Lowry to be back on the Bulls. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't think he's gonna be here. I would be shocked if Lowry Martin's on the team next year, and I'd be pretty disappointed too because I just want to get all the Garpeck stink off this team. Like they they brought in Levine. Like we gotta we gotta credit him for uh, bringing in Levine in that. Uh, Butler deal Levine's development makes that deal looks you know less trash because Zach got good all credit to Zach for his internal improvement (laughs) he worked his ass off he became an all-star level player for the Bulls Um, but yeah Lowry was just a disaster you see Chris Dunn getting traded to the Celtics last night there's (laughs) one other rumor we didn't mention yet Chris Haynes suggested JaVale McGee to the Bulls, yeah, that's so, that's
3: Olympian Javale McGee. For, I was know. thinking
2: like they're gonna need a backup five. Who's yeah? We don't know what's gonna five happen five with Daniel Tice.
3: Like if yeah. the Bulls use cap space to sign Lonzo, I mean, they're probably, Tice is probably a goner. They'd have to. Uh, I think they would have to renounce his cap hold. His cap hold I think is like nine or ten million bucks. So I don't think they'd be able to sign Lonzo with caps. Mm-hmm. They might be able to, I guess, if they ditch. Thad and Sato again, a lot of this stuff has, we'll see what they, those decisions they make on like Thad and Sato and what they do and if, the, how they decide to operate, whether it's over the cap, under the cap, all that type of stuff. But yeah, like if they lose, if they lose Tice, like, uh and we'll see what happens with that. Like they could use more depth in the front court. Uh And I don't think that, like I said, I don't think that's going to be Lowry. It sounds like Simonovich is probably coming over. So like he's your cheap Lowry replacement, but then you need, you definitely do need more veteran depth in the front court there. I mean, uh Javel McGee has like your as your rim running backup five, uh who can block some shots on a cheap
2: deal. I mean he's, yeah, he's fine as sure. he's on a cheap deal as a backup five. What's interesting though is like his skill set is so different from Vooch's. Yeah. So like that's why Tice was nice is the backup five, because he can run a lot of the same actions that you run with Vooch when he comes into the game at the five, but uh, Javale's a totally different type of player, right? Like you're not gonna be running dribble handouts with Javale. He's mostly just a lob threat on offense and a putback threat, and defensively a little bit more of a rim protector, but he is a big body. He's still bouncy, he's super long. I think off the top of my head, I want to say he's like a seven-six or seven-seven. Yeah, that seven sounds right. Guy. So uh yeah, I'd be fine with Javale. I've I've always been a Javale fan, quite frankly, dating back to his one year in Chicago. At, uh, I think, Hales Franciscan High School. He played there before he we went out to Nevada. So I don't think I yeah, knew I that. Take, I take JaVale as a backup five, but yep. sure. Why I'm, not? I'm more interested to see. To me, Javel is going to be a minimum contract. I'm more yeah. interested to see who who the second starter is going to be that they're going to try to go after here. Like, it seems like if they're going to get Lonzo, Sadaransky's got to be gone, right? Yeah. They're, they're either going to cut him because only like $3 million of his contract is guaranteed, or they're going to trade him to another team that already has cap space. I thought the Celtics might've made sense, but they already took on Josh Richardson uh, into their trade exception from the Mavericks. So yeah, the bulls are going to have some different options in terms of roster construction. And uh, we're finally going to get a little bit of a handle on uh, what it seems, you know, how, how Karnaschovas wants to build the team. The bulls also has a, have a $5 million option on Troy Brown. And I've been assuming he's going to come back. But... No, he's he's guaranteed. Oh, he's guaranteed. He okay. is guaranteed, yeah. He's going
3: sure. in the last year of his rookie deal uh, okay. and will be a restricted free agent next offseason. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, he's there, and I mean, and he might have to play a big role. Uh, we talked about the wing stuff earlier on this pod, and uh, Troy Brown's gonna probably be relied on to play some wing defense, and we'll see his offense just like hasn't come around really lately. Uh, the shot really just hasn't been there. So I mean, you just, if he can be, if he can get that three point shooting at least a little better, I know like they've there have been times where teams have. I think the Wizards tried him as like a kind of a backup point guard at one point, like if he could handle the ball a little bit play just bring energy play some defense i mean maybe that's like you talk about a guy like david Wobble. i mean maybe like troy brown is like your new david Nwabe. And obviously as a first round pick you'd like to get a little more out of that but like the bulls need wing defenders and if troy brown can at least be a good guard slash wing defender uh he's cuz he's like 6'6" six, 6'7" six, six, right like he's got decent size and uh like I said, he he showed some nice things defensively. I thought uh, this past season. Just the offense just really hasn't been there. But I mean, it's, I think he'll he might get some decent minutes this season depending on what else they do here in free agency. We'll see. You could also use him as a trade chip. I mean, if you're looking to trade, if you're looking to make other trades, I mean, you could trade Troy Brown. He's certainly not an untouchable guy. So. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, a lot of stuff that could be happening. The Lonzo stuff is obviously the, the biggest stuff, the most prevalent out there. But I mean, there's we, and we've talked about this for a while. It's like the Bulls need to really need to retool this roster. Uh, I would love to see a pretty significant overhaul. They just need the talent infusion. Uh, and there's there's some decent uh, different ways they can go. Like, obviously, they're not really no moves to make that like superstar moves to make, to like make turn them into like a title contender overnight. Uh, but they can make some decent moves that can really move them forward and set them up to at least be a playoff team. And then obviously we, we talked about Zach's free agency, like uh, get him hopefully locked in next off season. Again, I don't think, I guess we didn't even talk about this. Like, I don't think they'll use cap space to renegotiate, renegotiate and st- extend with Zach. I mean, maybe they do. Maybe they it's, maybe their move is like Lonzo, uh, As a free agent, and then they like renegotiate and extend with Zach. They use like the room exception to find that fifth starter or whatever. I mean, maybe that's their plan. I still think Zach kind of wants to get to unrestricted free agency so we can get that five year max next offseason. The bigger max, he could get one basically this year with that renegotiate renegotiation thing but i'd still be pretty surprised if he signed any type of extension this offseason but i mean the the goal again i've said no excuses they got to be a playoff team next year got to get zach locked in after that and you hope that whatever moves they make this offseason with this retooling uh just helps them do it because obviously yeah if, if this season goes to shit and zach leaves uh i mean then you're probably just trading vucevic and kind of starting from scratch again, and you're like building around Patrick Williams, I
2: guess. And you don't have your 2023 draft, right? Right,
3: right. exactly. So it's like, so yeah, it's huge. This is a huge season. Vegas, uh, you know what's got to be Kobe's good? <laughs> injury, Kobe's injury really
2: sucks this yeah, offseason. It does. One, he could have been a good trade chip. Two, just like having more firepower off the bench and having him be able to add weight this offseason when you have the torn labrum, he's not going to be able to bulk up. I thought that like strength training was going to have to be a huge part of his development over this off season, So that sucks. There's one more by low guy. I didn't mention, okay. mention. Sabin Lee, former Vanderbilt guard, oh, spent last year on the Pistons as a rookie, super athletic can get into the paint and look better than expected as a passer. So Pistons got a ton of young guys. Now they just added like some draft picks. So, someone
3: mentioned to me, Josh Jackson, who was on the Pistons last year. Uh, he was, was he, like the fourth pick like three or four years ago. Yeah, he can't course. shoot for I really- shit he can't shoot for shit still, but I, I, I know he's, I mean, he's somewhat interesting as a wing guy. What is he like? Six, seven, six, eight. Uh, can't shoot still that has never developed. Definitely a, a disappointment, but I mean, he had some decent games last year, put up okay numbers with the Pistons. Like I mean, if you want to try, if you want to try a guy like that, at the minimum, a young guy like that, you need the wing depth. Sure. Why not? He's not a
2: free agent. Though. Oh, he's not. Oh, I thought he was. No, it looks like he's under contract for 5 million this season. Oh. But, yeah, I mean, that would have been another good guy. Josh uh, Josh Jackson also, likes some major off-court issues. Yeah, but I, I, I loved Josh Jackson when he was a prospect. I watched him in high school in AAU. I got a front-row seat to him dropping, like, 45 in an AAU game. I was a big fan of his in the draft. That was one of my worst calls in recent years because he's been uh, basically an epic bust. He's already in <laughs> his third team in his fourth pro season, but he did get better last year on the Pistons. So that would have been a good... Uh, spot, you know, a, a good guy for the Bulls to target. Maybe they could trade for guys like that. Like, I still think they're probably going to make some trades. Problem is that they don't have any assets to trade.
3: Right. Well, like, and they do probably... have a lot of like second round picks. Like, for guys yeah. like that, you can probably toss like a couple seconds. And I want to complain about something too, real quick, like
2: uh, from the draft. So, I already went on my big rant on the last podcast about why they should have drafted Sharif. But I, I like Io in a vacuum. I think Io was a good pick. I was just upset because I thought there was some. I mean, the Bulls could have bought. could have bought a
3: pick and, and drafted Sharif
2: and got well, him. exactly. That's what I was. That's what I'm going to okay. get into right now. Like even after they made the Io selection, you still had. Sharif, who went 48, and then BJ Boston, who I think went 51. The reason you buy back into the second round and take those guys is because even with just like a little bit of development from those dudes, they suddenly become the best trade chips on your team. It's very similar to the Lakers with Taylor Horton Tucker, where you take him with the second round pick. Uh, he shows a little bit earlier in his career, early in his career, and now everyone's like, Well, this guy can hang already, and he's 20 years old, and uh, now you know potentially he could be a decent trade chip for the Lakers if they wanted to move him. That's another reason why you go after guys like BJ Boston, who I had projected as the number two overall pick coming into the year. He had a really bad year at Kentucky. Guess what? There's plenty of prospects over the last seven, eight years who have been bad at Kentucky because John Calipari doesn't really know how to build a team and then have better careers in the NBA. Devin Booker being a premium example, Tyler hero also being a little bit of an example too, even though he regressed a bit in his second season, but yeah, like buy back into the second round, get BJ Boston, get Sharif Cooper, just because if they do anything, they're really interesting trade chips, even if they're not part of your long-term future. Uh, And the bulls are just really light on trade chips right now. Right? Like they can't be like, no one wants Lowry or Denzel or any of these guys they drafted previously. Uh, They already, you know, traded gafford who was a former second round pick who potentially you know had some trade value they were able to get tice for him and gafford performed really well when he went to the wizards last year so uh yeah it's just it's too bad like second round picks are so easily attainable when you have like pay for done (laughs) talent like that that's available after the 45th pick it's like dude go back into the draft and get those guys Get, get both of them right? Give give me Boston and Cooper. (laughs) And now suddenly you have two 19 year olds or two 20 year olds who actually have some upside in the organization, even if they're not helping you
3: write this, give them like two way deals, two way deals, end of the bench guys, obviously. Yeah. Even if they're not not Cristiano Felicio and Adam Makoka
2: on the roster, you know what I mean? Like, Give me Sharif in Boston. So I'm sure no one wants to hear me complain about the Bulls passing on Sharif again. But even if you don't think he's going to be like an automatic contributor, which I think he could have been uh, still, if he shows anything, he's a decent trade. chip. Both of those guys. So uh, the Bulls don't have any trade chips. That really limits their flexibility. Like. I don't know. Maybe you can toss out some second round picks, try to get someone coming back on a deal who can help you this year. I think that would be a good move for them because you can always buy a second round pick in the future. Uh, Karnashova's got to get creative. Yep. Got to get creative. I think for that sure. it is probably likely that they're going to swing a trade for a contributor and possibly a starter during this off season after they land. Lonzo, hopefully. Not, that's not a sure thing yet whatsoever. I'm still kind of nervous about them not getting him just because it seems like the whole off season sort of rides on Lonzo, Yeah, but uh yeah, it'll be interesting. And yep. I'm, I'm so glad free agencies here, dude. I know glad-
3: we've literally been talking about Lonzo ball and the same shit for how long now it was the bulls miss the playoffs again. So like, we, and we, since he was involved in trade rumors before the deadline, we've been talking about it forever. Let's just make this happen. Let's get it done. So we can actually talk about him on the team. Let's get some other moves going on. Uh, so I just wanna, just wanna, just wanna talk about some new stuff. So uh, hopefully it does happen. Again, free agency begins Monday. That would be tomorrow. Uh, like I think, I think it's like six Eastern, so five Central. Uh, and hopefully, I will, maybe there'll be some more rumors coming out after this pod goes up, or as it's in production and all that. Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully we didn't, we don't have end up missing anything. But if it does, obviously we'll be here to talk about. We'll, we'll be here to react to stuff uh, as it comes in next week so uh hopefully it'll be a lot of fun and hopefully we get ex- uh excited to talk about bulls basketball again because again I mean it's been just uh years of slog there have been some bright spots in there but uh want to be excited about the bulls again so hopefully we have a lot of good stuff to talk about we're that, that's gonna do it for us here in this bulls 2021 free agency preview episode Ricky's going to the sox game in a bit uh his first place white sox so that's oh, white lot Sox baby. Uh, White Sox with some big trades. They got Craig Kimbrell. I know the did they win last night? I know some dude hit three. Oh, no, they lost. They did. It, it was okay, like a crazy game. Yeah. Uh, I know the backup dude, catcher
2: hit three dangers. Yeah.
3: I, yeah. I knew the one guy that the Cubs traded to him who was like awesome for the Cubs to was bad last night, but he's pretty good. And getting Kimbrell is a dope move. But White Sox bullpen is awesome. White Sox Love in general are awesome. So, like, I'm so checked out on the Cubs now after they traded basically their entire championship core. Uh, maybe I'll be a bandwagon to White Sox. How are you
2: feeling yeah. about it? We should talk about it real quick. How are you feeling about all these Cubs moves? I'm getting texts from my Cubs fan friends who are like, this is like a bad breakup. I go to sleep thinking about Javi Baez and wake up <laughs>
3: thinking about Chris Bryant. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it just I'm sucks. Sure, it just sucks. Like, I, I mean, you knew it was coming. I guess I didn't think they were actually going to trade like all three of those guys. I figured Brian and Kimbrell were gone. I I did not think they were actually going to trade Rizzo and Baez as well. Uh, and of course, like Rizzo is already raking with the Yankees. A couple dingers already. Baez hit a home run last night. I, I mean, I understand why you're making these moves. You're basically kind of, they've kind of been spinning their wheels the last couple of years. But I mean, just it still just sucks. Like, just like rising. They just rose together as a core. They were so good, so promising. They went to three straight NLCSs. they won a world series ended their streak. And then it just kind of, for a variety of reasons, just like they weren't able to step forward, step forward as a team. They like never developed pitching. Some of the guys just like, didn't uh, develop as hoped. Uh, and you get in the situation where, and it, with ownership, like I think kind of pinching some pennies on them as well. They didn't want to pay huge money for their extensions. I mean, maybe they'd try to sign one of these guys back in free agency. I don't oh, know. Well, I'd be, su- I'd be surprised okay. by that. Like, But, uh, yeah, so it just just sucks. Like, I watched, like, the tribute videos that the Cubs put out on social media for all these guys, and it was just, like, depressing to watch because it was super fun to watch them as Cubs. And, like, now, like, I'm going to be just checked out on them for God knows how long. I don't know where they're going in the future. So, it's – All
2: right, well, you know, Cubs on the way down. Hopefully, Bulls on the way up. We'll see. Uh, This has been – And Justin
3: Fields, baby. That's awesome. Justin (laughs) Fields. For the Bears. That's right. So, all right, we'll wrap up here. Uh, yeah, fun of that White Sox game, Ricky. And then again, free agency coming up. It should be a lot of fun. We'll be here to talk about it here on Cash Considerations, H guy Bulls podcast. As always, please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, all those good places. Uh, and, and always shout out to the Blue Wire Network. Shout out to Blue Wire Hustle. If you're interested in Blue Wire Hustle, please, again, check the description box of this episode for more information uh, if you want to be a part of that. Uh, with the NBA free agency starting up after the draft, we had tons of great NBA coverage all across the network, and then all the other sports as well. With just a crazy time in sports right now, with the NFL tr- starting up, with all this NBA offseason stuff, MLB trade deadline, NHL offseason, crazy the Olympics, uh, crazy time in sports. I believe Team USA. I'm mentioning the Olympics and Zach. I think they play Spain. I think in their quarterfinal game, uh, and Spain then I in think- the
2: quarterfinals, and potentially Australia in the yeah. semi. So. Yeah. Does Team USA make it through both those games? I'm going to say no. I don't think they make it to the final. Uh, they did beat Spain in a friendly, but Spain's really good. However, uh, Slovenia just beat Spain with yeah. Luka only scoring 14 points. They're playing a box and one defense against them. Uh, Spain has played the US so tough in previous Olympics, but the US always beats them. This is a significantly worse U.S. team than you know the one that's hit the Olympics the last yeah, two. Three they time. did they did
3: dominate the Czech Republic, worse. so yeah. I guess that was nice. But uh yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I I, we'll I just, see. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see about that. So uh, yeah, and then I, I guess as always to wrap up our, our sign off here, as always on Twitter, you can find me at bulls underscore j, Ricky at sb underscore Ricky. We'll obviously be talking about all this free offseason stuff on Twitter. Join the conversation with us. Had a lot of good chats with people about the Siakam stuff last night. Just thought it was a fun idea. Uh, it's always fun to throw out some hype people like that. So, again, yeah, yeah, we'll be here to talk. Not totally sure when, but we'll probably react to the deals as they happen. We'll see if Lonzo happens right away. And, uh, yeah, so happy free agency, everybody. We'll talk to you guys next time.